This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I have to ask the two women then, because I already brought this up to uh, our buddy to my right here, but uh, last night I went to bed, and on the way to bed I said to Catherine, because, you know, work nights we don't sleep together because I get up so early, and she she gets up around, I think, what, noon, one, something like that? Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) But I'm going to bed last night, I go, good night, my love, and she goes, yeah, good night. What the hell is that, Kristen? What did you do, Tom? Yeah, see, what did I do, Tom? It what had did to you be do me. To upset Kitty one. No, she's <laughs> just like Tom is the emo one, and she is the practical. Yep. All right, cool. I'll see you tomorrow. And Tom is like the. Uh, he would t- probably write her a epic poem every night. Oh, Catherine, the love of my life. You know, and she's oh, yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go I feed get... Jude, put him to bed. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm, I'm Tom in my relationship. I'm far more emo than Justin. Like, I'll be like, do you, if I was a snail, would you keep me in a terrarium and love me? And he's like, okay, please go to bed. Like, we don't need to do this every night. Bedtime. Once again, no, let's I, go. I'm the practical one. I, I I get KB1. I'm like, yeah. good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Is Bill the emo one then? He's yeah. much more sensitive than I am. I am very East Coast. I'm like, I'm going to tell you the truth. Maybe you weren't ready for it, but yeah, that's yeah. that. Well, I like that Bostonian deal. I like that anyway. I know you're not from Boston, but Massachusetts is close enough. Close enough. It's the same Mm -hmm. state, so it works for me. But I I just, it's so funny how she was raised, how I was raised, and all the rest of it. And that's a lot of it. Obviously, your family of origin has a lot to do with the way you handle those things. So I think absolutely, yeah. And Bill's one of seven. Uh, he's oh, okay. one of, and I'm the oldest child, and he is one of the youngest kids. So we had a very, very different childhood because you know by the time you get down to you know five, six, seven, it's the older kids raising the younger kids more than you know. It's just different parenting where I had my mom there at every field trip and you know every dance recital, just very different. Yeah, my sister, only me and my brother, my sister Vicky, who's just older. I have an older brother and two older sisters. Uh-huh. And my older sister is just two years older than me. She basically raised me because my mother was always working. And my father was in the nut house. So, you know, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, my mom is the oldest of six, and she raised her three youngest kids. Because it was just a tough situation in the house, and she knew if she didn't take care of them, nobody was taking care of them. By the way, I should mention my sister Vicky, whom I adore, is just a little shorter than Quinta Brunson. <laughs> so She's size and cute and adorable. She's 4'11". Did you know that? The Quinta Brunson is four yes, foot eleven. I, did. I think that's magnificent. She's a she's a and this I mean this is a compliment. She's a tough broad, as they used to say. Oh, speaking of tough broads, I love her. Kristen's got homework for you that she did. Oh, you got homework? Okay. Remember, you wanted like a list of shows with like tough women as the central character. I came I'm out with so many. Solution. I don't know if we get through all of them, but I can like write up the list and give it to Britt, and you can <clears throat> use it how you want. And I've been trying to get, I'm going to say first of all, because I've been trying to get you to watch this show, Unprisoned. We've mentioned it several times with Carrie Washington on Hulu. What's it called? Unprisoned. 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 They made up a word. Carrie Washington and Delroy Lindo, but it's about her dad getting out of jail and he comes to live with them. Oh, see, I would like that, I think. And yeah. it's a comedy. Not what? like a ha-ha-ha sitcom no, comedy, I, but like, <laughs> I would say like a dramedy. You know how they like to yes, do that. Yes, yes. You know what's funny? My dad getting out of the joint. Hilarious. Hilarious, baby. Okay, so what's that called? 
Unprisoned. Unprisoned, okay. And that's on yeah. Hulu, all right. That's on Hulu. Kerry Washington also has another show. I, I'm not sure it was, I felt like it was as good, but that Little Fires Everywhere. Um, yeah, yep. Did you see that one? Yep, I did. Well, she used to pop on the old, the, the queue once in a while in the morning. She's very, very pleasant. She's so nice. She I is, interviewed yep. her for Unprisoned earlier this year, and... I don't know if people realize when you do a press junket, you get four minutes with a celebrity and you're trying to cram in every question possible. And I asked my final question and they were trying to like wrap me up. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to answer this because this is a good question. And like went and gave me like the best answer. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Robert De Niro. Yep. Nope. No, nope. No. Well, eh, you know what you should do to him next time you in- interview Robert De Niro because he never answers questions. Go, yeah. No. And three minutes in, if you only got four minutes, three minutes in, and go. What's that pussy thing on the back of your neck? I think you should do that to him because he'll go berserk. I think I'm going to ask him for dad <laughs> tips. What's it dad like tips? having a newborn? Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a lot of tips for you, Kristen. Like 82 he'll be years like old. the nanny, the baby nurse. Yeah, yeah. The night nanny, the weekend nanny. So do you share your oatmeal with the baby or how does it? <laughs> yeah. Are you guys in we the same diapers out. yet? <laughs> how old is how old is she? <clears throat> like what mo- a month, two months at this point? Yeah, she's a newborn. She's I would say she's within the three month yeah. stage. Well, they make a little noise back then. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just how it is. Every few hours she's up, but I don't know how his hearing is, though, so maybe he's not hearing it. I think this is what you should do for him. If you've got four minutes at the three-minute mark, say, we're done here. Yeah, that's it. You're out. Just, like, because he's going to give you nothing anyway, so just pull a power move on him. No, nah, I think I'm good here. Can we get to the next one? <laughs> well, I promise you right now, none of the interviews are happening because we're not allowed to right. interview any SAG right. actors. So. Good point. Good point. It's uh yeah. So now we're like, I'm like authors. Like yesterday, I reached out to an author that I'm going to interview, but we're ha- we're having to get very creative in the entertainment journalism space. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, this is this is my uh, Carrie Washington trifecta scandal. Did everyone watch Scandal? I've only seen it like random episodes. I never followed the whole series. Oh, it's really good from start to finish. It's a Shonda Rhimes show. It's juicy, and when you think like this couldn't happen, and I. I I would imagine if I watched this maybe in a post-Trump era, I would probably be like, of course that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but when we were watching it during the Obama, you're like, nah, that wouldn't happen. And then you're like, you so realize what? there's so much we don't know that happens in government. What happens? Just I mean, everything. It's just, it's <clears> like, <throat> it's like everything that could happen does happen. It's kind of like the, um, like a medical drama, but like a political drama. Like all those medical dramas, we were like, whoa. Whoa. She plays um, Olivia Pope, who's a fixer. So she is a okay. crisis publicist in D.C. And she fixes big crises that happen um, to politicians or to the president. And she has an affair with the president, by the way. So, um, of course, we all believe that could happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it's happened many, many, many times. times over. <laughs> Did you ever hear of a guy named JFK? He, uh, you know, not bad, cheated on his wife and was in the mafia. But other than that, he was a good president. No, no problem. Wrong. I know. And we romanticize Cam a lot, you know? <laughs> God, I see. Just, I, I don't want to hang on this subject, but I did see the rest of the Kennedy family has pretty much turned on RFK Jr. I'll tell you that. Holy Christ. They are like, we don't know him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they are. They're like, I don't know Do who you're talking about. They just about. keep no. writing, new phone, who dis? New phone, who dis? <laughs> that would be my political stance if I was uh, Olivia Pope. <laughs> 
we're just probably that. calling Joe Biden going, we are so sorry. Right. <laughs> probably true. We're in your corner, Joe. We promise. I mean, because, you know, you have to remember, especially if you live in New England, the Kennedy mystique still lives oh, sure. in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, I understood like who the Kennedys were and like what it meant to everyone. And, you know, when Kennedy died, like how it was just so, I mean, it was epic for the nation, but for sure. that particular, like for Massachusetts, it was, it's still not forgotten. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you're absolutely. And I, I told you, I love people from Massachusetts, particularly from Boston, because they're straight ahead. Really? Why don't you kiss my ass? <laughs> I, I love that about Boston. Yeah, they are. We're so, you know, it's, we have no filter whatsoever. No, I've learned to great. filter myself a little bit because sometimes I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it to be helpful. And I think I was hurtful. So as I've gotten older, I've learned to do that better. There's something no. magical though about that East Coast bluntness though, because if you ask a New Yorker for directions, they will give it to you in a very funny way. And like Minnesota will go, I don't, I don't know. I'm so sorry. And like walk away and there's like, you know, a fakeness, but like a New Yorker will be like, Oh my God, you really don't know where you're at. Well, okay. (laughs) Like they'll insult you a little, but they'll give you though. They'll say, okay, do you know this? And you'll literally be so aggressive about the question. Well, have you been on 50th and fourth? No, no. Well, okay. Well then we got to figure out a different way. Like they, it's hilarious. Like you have to see sacks. Once yes. you see sacks, you'll know you're in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get asked when I lived in New York City, I was the person that got asked for directions all the time because I'm not very threatening. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I'm going to send people on their right way. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of breaking my heart right now because I have a friend that's doing some business in Philadelphia this week. Uh-huh. He said it's just a disaster. Oh. There are tents and people living in the street and sleeping in the street everywhere. Why can't they take care of this problem? Uh, you know, I would love to know, like, because I know a lot of cities are spending a lot of money in building housing and yeah. they're not getting people to go. And yep. I, so, I mean, and let's say, okay, there's a group that doesn't want, that wants to live on their own. They don't want to go into housing. Well, they don't want to stop their life of drugs or whatever yep. it is. They don't want the rules. But I, there are some who truly, truly need help and want help. I'm like, why aren't we scrambling to get more people back on their feet. Do you want to know why I think it is? Because homeless people don't vote. Mm. They don't care. If you don't vote, they don't give a rat's ass about you. And And that's sad. And I'm talking about both parties, by the way. That's so sad. It's also so hard once you get in the, um, I don't want to say the prison system, but in the courts. It's so hard to get out of that because there's these, you have to constantly keep going to appointments and if you don't have reliable transportation and then there's a warrant out for your arrest if you don't or if there's like a small fee that turns into a warrant. Like, it is really hard to get out of the court systems once you're in it. Oh, there's no question about that. And for women who are, you know, maybe fighting domestic violence, have kids, there's another added element of danger to all of this. So, yeah, it's a really big struggle. This is not a political statement either, but... If we're going to spend $39 billion, why don't we do something to help the people that really need it? I know, right? Like, I mean, what are we doing? Let's let go of some of these parking tickets for people that are, like, <laughs> living in their car and trying exactly. to, like, get to their job. I just, like, go, oh, my God. Watching, it, it is hard. It's a but they struggle. Don't they don't vote, so nobody gives a rat's No, ass. no. And they, they don't care. Yeah, it doesn't. They're never going to be a demographic that helps you, so why would you help them? Yeah, that's really too bad. I'm sorry to hear that, though, because I'm a huge fan of Philadelphia. As you know, I talk about Boston all the time. I loved living in New York. The East Coast was wonderful to me. It really was. 
Yeah, it's a, great, love, it's a great area. I love the bluntness, too. It's like, yeah, why don't you go after yourself? Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know where you are? What, why did you come here, then? What's your problem? <laughs> I love that. I do. It's just how, it's how I grew up, right? None of you goddamn My favorite, I, I have a story about this. We were doing, um, we were hosting a show when I, I worked for Toyota. We did a show, and we were giving away mugs, and we were somewhere in downtown Boston, and um, we were like, Does some, do you want a mug? And my co-host said that to someone. She's like, no, I got a mug, and like walked away. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I wish... I could just say that because, like, I don't want a mug either, to be honest. But I'm Minnesotan, so I'd say, yes, I love your mug. Thank you. I'm going to cherish it forever. Like, it's free. We want to give you I don't want your mug. I don't Don't, want it either. I got a mug. We have never forgotten that. It probably has happened 15 years ago, and every once in a while he'll send me a text. I got a mug. I got a mug. (laughs) It's almost like they just bitch to bitch about everything. Oh, yeah. Because I I had a comedy club I was performing at in Boston had called me one day, and then I got off the with the guy and I'm like, oh, I forgot to ask him. So I just hit redial. Yeah. And I, the guy answers, I go, hey, man, it's Rudy. I was just on the phone with you. How'd you get this number? <laughs> I was just on the phone with you. I was Witchcraft. Like, you, yeah, I was like, you just called me. Erase this number from your phone immediately. I was like, we just had, we were just talking 43 seconds ago. Why is this a thing? That's I love that. so funny. <laughs> oh, Christ. I got to get back out to the East Coast, but although if it's, it's going to make me sad, I don't want to go. I don't know. I got, I love New York. I, I love visiting New York. To make it clear, after like three days of having to pay twenty dollars to use a bathroom, well, I usually that. do like to come home to Minnesota, where somebody. Wait, would... You need to call me. I know where all the free secret bathrooms are in New York. Perfect. Right yes, that's a good thing. That's actually super valuable. You should probably make a map of that, but then they wouldn't be free anymore. You there is a map on TikTok. I know some girl has also charted it. But Oh, nice. I yeah. had a dream that when my grandchildren grew to be teenagers or whatever, that I would take them all to New York and show them where we lived and put them up and go to the Carnegie Deli. And, but the Carnegie Deli's closed. So, yeah, no. Well, you know. It closed. How the hell do you close down the Carnegie Deli? Damn it. The pandemic. I know. It just breaks and my rent heart. Is sky high <laughs> yeah. in New York. Yep, it is. That's Carnegie. the other issue. Carnegie Deli, that's been closed for a while, it has, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, it yeah. has indeed. It was so much fun, but honest <laughs> to God, I don't mind the word because this is what he said, but the first time I ever went to Carnegie Deli, and I've told this story many times before, but I walked into Carnegie Deli, and about three seconds later, Henny Youngman walks in, right? And there's this server, this woman, who has a very low-cut top, and as I'm walking by her, he's behind me by about 15 feet. I don't know he's there until I, I heard her voice and turn around, right? I walk in, walk past her. Hi, how you doing? All of a sudden, I hear Henny Youngman go, excuse me, lady, your tits are hanging out. Oh, <laughs> like, Okay, Henny, why don't we just go with that? Thanks. I'm in like, New York. Hey, I I'm in New York. He would love the Me Too era. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right? Like, oh, yeah. Speaking of Carnegie, who had the joke where the guy goes, quick, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And the guy goes, practice. Yeah, who was I that? I love do you, that. Do you remember That's the jo- joke? I remember the joke. Yeah. Um, practice. But I forget who said it. It's I, a famous. Yeah, because the same thing one, happened. Yeah. I was walking past First Ave one day, and the guy was out there putting the stars up. You know, the, the, oh, right, and he was yeah. painting yep. it. I said, how do I get one of those? And he goes, practice, asshole. There you go. <laughs> well, there you have it. Is it right Jack there. Benny? Oh, maybe that's who it was. Yeah, I love that sounds Jack yeah. Benny. God, he was so different. Rochester. Now I'm going to think of that all day because of you. 
Rochester. Rochester. All right, young lady, a brilliant report, I thought. Although we got, I love it. I have a list for you. You got to one show. She had <laughs> I know that Kristen's personality type, after doing this for six months, this woman does her homework. She's the type that wants to show you and check her sources. Absolutely. Okay, one before you go. One more before you go. No, you don't have to one talk about more. Just, That just, is just a name. lot of stress. Um, okay, of stress. here's one that's like on regular linear TV that anyone can watch. Law and Order SVU. I've Mariska never watched Har- that. <gasps> Mariska Hargitay is fantastic. Uh, yeah, she is. A, she's a very she's, strong woman. She's so You're right. good. She is a very strong woman. She's so good. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. dun. Yeah, right. I'm, I have old school. I got new ones. I'll type them all up for you, and I'll, you know, we'll share them with the world on social. Perfect. Works for me. Thank you, my dear. You bet. Have I'll see you with, in a couple hours. Yes, I look forward to it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a break. Be right back. The lovely and talented Chris Egert will join us. What's his name, Egret? Is he both lovely and talented? Yeah, maybe more talented than lovely. That's or maybe lovely. more lovely than talented. Yeah, probably. I love Chris. He's a good guy. Don't you think? I adore Chris, but don't tell him. Okay. He will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. This is one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. 
Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create a new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800-952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, it's so great to hear that song because uh, looking back now, Catherine asked that we play that at our wedding as she was coming <laughs> down the aisle. And therefore... Oh... <clears throat> And she went to hell. And she went to hell with Uncle Tommy. But on the fast track. (laughs) Yeah, it's an even faster track to hell. That's nice. That's a good thing. So, Chris, once again this morning, I got up. I go sit down. I turn on the television. And I pop on Fox. And I pop on CNN. And I pop you guys. And and I watch your show. You know, as I do that, just to see if there's anything nationally I should know. Yeah. First station, everything sucks. Second station, everything sucks. And then I watched you, and it was a normal newscast. Did we inform you properly this morning? You always do. Good. There's Good. No getting around. I, wa- I watch you every morning. That It's wonderful. That's a lot of pressure knowing that you're out there. Well, at 4.30 in the morning, I open the front door and go, that's my buddy that's on Channel 5, you know. I know him. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people would be really impressed to know that. They They'd be would like, who? Be. They would what? be plenty impressed. I would love, love. We are in a state of our life right now that I can't turn on the TV in the morning, but I would love that. Like, I sneak out so Gogo doesn't wake up. <clears throat> right. wake up till like, 7. I leave at, like, a little before 6. I would love to wake up with that. Sounds weird. I would love to watch you in the morning, Chris. That would be super fun. You know, Brittany, you can always get us on the go with the 5 Eyewitness News uh, mobile app. See? Does it do it live? So if I can listen yeah. to my... Okay, I'll listen on my AirPod then. See? We got that there problem go. solved quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Matter of fact, I got to call Josh later on today. He wants to go to Bar La Grossa for dinner one night with his lovely wife and my lovely wife. Uh, same. I've never eaten there. You've never eaten there? No, your family has failed me. <laughs> well, they, you know, that, that'll happen. Maybe we'll get a big table set up or something. That'd be good. So, Chris, what you know, what do you got cooking this morning? Uh, you know, uh, it was a fairly quiet morning today, which is nice. Um, there was a, tra- I know you're all, you're keyed in on these train derailment stories. There was a train derailment Another. that happened um, up in St. Louis County in Cook last night. Uh, nine cars went off the track. It was a Canadian Pacific. It sounds like there are no leaks, though. So that's good. So, uh, you know, uh, the train derailing is one thing, but it, it didn't appear to cause any, you know, large scale mayhem or anything, which is good. Yeah, that's very good. Now, 
I don't remember this happening all the time when I've watched the news throughout most of my life until the last few years. Have there been a lot more in the last few years? I don't think so. I think yeah. what we kind okay. of figured out is there's the public's a little more keyed into it as oh, well as okay. probably the media because of the thing that happened in uh, East Palestine in Ohio. Right. And I, I think that kind of just gets everyone a little more hyper about, you know, what the, and that's not to say they're not important or anything. It's just that I, I think when you've got something really big like that, that happens, I think people get a little more keyed into it. Cause I know the, a lot of the rail lines, I don't know about most of them or anything like that, but a lot of the rail lines are owned by billionaires now. Yeah, well, like I mean, that Bill doesn't Gates. surprise me. Bill Gates right? owns some, Warren Buffett owns some, other people do. So I don't know how, why the hell you'd want, I guess it, they, the train companies have to buy their way across the rail lines, do they not? They have to pay a fee for all that. I assume as much. I'm yeah. not that up to speed on the process, but I do know that we talk quite a bit about the the rail system and it's right. it's very it's very complicated. I love riding a train. Like once in a while, back in the day, we'd take a train up to see my grandmother. She'd come down from Long Prairie and on the train. And I love train travel. I, I really wish the United States had gone further with it, like they did out east. Have you got any? Of you guys ever taken a train over like Chicago? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I went from uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin to Chicago for like a radio convention back in the day. And that observation cart uh, is the best. Yeah, they I got love the, that stuff. Yeah, they got the big windows. You hang out. You sip a couple of drinks. You get to see parts of the country you think you'd never see. It's great. See, you're looking at it as, man, that's fun. So every year, my mom would put me and my brother and my sister on the Amtrak mm-hmm. and go all the way to Essex, Montana. And it was a 48-hour trip. By ourselves, you know, because that was the how it worked. Oh, so your mom wasn't with you? Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Nope. Ooh. And so I would have to fake asthma, so we made sure that we didn't sit in the smoking car. Sure. And everybody asking if these train derailments are, is this new? And I can assure you, it is not. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times nice. we'd be... Uh, Woken up in the middle of the night because we'd have to get on a Greyhound to, you know, get bussed around the train derailment and get put on a different Amtrak. So what a two-day trip turned into a four-day trip, and then we only spent a couple days with our dad, and we would get sent back on the Amtrak to Minneapolis. I love riding on the train. That's I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's different. It's a different vibe when it's like that long, but it was also an adventure. Like. Every night they'd put on a different movie in the observation lounge or car and you'd have to run there and get your spot. And they're like these hard plastic chairs. And, you know, it was Uh it was it was fun, but it was also terrible. (laughs) Well, I still have a dream. Someday it'll happen. I don't know when the hell it's going to happen, but I do want to take the Canadian Pacific from the East Coast to the West Coast. I would love to take that. And that's got to be cool. How about like four days? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure of it. And. Just get like the big room. Just in yeah, get yeah, get the right. big room, and then it's kind of fun because if you get a room, you get every meal with it. So you kind of like, okay, get up and go to the dining cart for uh, right. uh, breakfast and then lunch, and and kind of is. I think that would be more fun. No, I mean Catherine and I took a train from I guess it was Calgary to to. Uh, Lake Louise. Yeah, we took a train the whole way across, and that I mean I shouldn't say the whole way across. It's not that far, but I mean. It's, 
that one day travel. Yeah. It was, I loved it. Seeing all that scenery from a rail car is phenomenal. That's perfect. And I think my favorite trip is when we go visit my grandma in Williston. Sure. It's 12 hours. You get on at night, you wake up, and you're there at like 9 a.m. Yeah. So do you think we ever will use, I mean, train travel out east is still as big as it ever was, I assume. Well, I think with it's so much, the east coast is set up so much better for yeah. it. Yeah, it and, is. you know, the infrastructure is already there. There there was a lot of talk about, and I, th- I don't think it's, I think it's still kind of out there about a rail line between uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul and Duluth. And I think they even got some of the funding for it in the last legislative session. Okay. Um, I'm not remembering all the details of where that stood, but I knew that there was quite a lot of bureaucracy that actually stands between that happening. Um, I mean, rail line is also very controversial because most of it's very, very largely subsidized yeah. and underused. And so, you know, that, that's always going to be the argument against, against rail. If you ever get a chance, if it does happen, you got to do this because I did it with my birth family. Took my mother and my brothers and sisters and all that stuff at Christmas time. And we hopped on the Amtrak over in St. Paul and took it all the way up to Duluth. And at Christmas time, you would not believe the amount of lights that you see along those rail lines. It's oh, just yeah, but beautiful. that would be cool. It's gorgeous. So if they ever do that again, definitely take that trip because it's just spectacularly beautiful at Christmas time. I am just looking forward to taking the Southwest Light Rail. <laughs> Don't <laughs> year. get me started, Christopher. I think that maybe there's a chance it'll happen in my lifetime, although I'm not sure. When Gogo has her own kids, she'll yeah, be able to yeah, take them on the light rail. <laughs> well, they might be finished by then. I'm not. How many years has that been now, Chris? Oh God, I think it's been seven or eight. Yeah, or, yeah. I think. Um, and how many billions remember, of dollars? I just remember we were like regularly going to Vikings games when it, when that whole thing was starting to get built. And the idea of hopping on a, a light rail oh. station somewhat close to where we lived yeah. and taking the rail, I was just like, oh my gosh, this will be great. Uh, the kids and I will be able to go to the game. It'll be so much fun. Dude, my kid's leaving for college this year. We're not taking the freaking train to the Vikings game. Like, it's not happening. It's, it's, it's so, I will drive by that every single day and it's beautiful and they built it quick and i was like wow like this is really going to happen and they, the whole side of it is like pristine and gorgeous and they really integrated it with like the roads beautifully and then just nothing just nothing well it just stops there right in the middle of hopkins but it's, other than that i mean if you do want to get to hopkins <laughs> just walk it because it's beautiful yeah, yeah I, I love hopkins it's wonderful but yeah that all of that equipment that sits on that, as if, let's say you're going 169 south to north, and you go by and you look down at the rail line in Hopkins, none of the machinery that's on that bridge ever moves. It's just every day it's sitting in the same spot. It's a wonder they can't get that thing done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonder what the holdup might be. <laughs> oh, God. I know. It's so <laughs> What was I going to say about the light rail? God dang it. I'm forgetting it now. Good place to get Um, robbed. Oh, I know what it was. We were in Chicago a couple weeks ago, and, you know, they've got the L all over the place. And my wife was like, she was so fascinated with it. And she's like, I don't understand 
how this can be built and be standing for as long as it can. And they can't build a rail line <laughs> from downtown oh. Minneapolis to Eden Prairie. And I'm like, well, first of all, and then she was like, it just doesn't make sense. And then like 20 seconds later, this train rattles over us. It's like, you know, it's like right. so loud. You can't right. hear anything. And I'm like, I looked at her, I go, well, that's why they can't build that kind of a rail line between Minneapolis and Eden Prairie. Yeah. It's so freaking loud. You can't even hear yourself. I'm like, no one's going to let something like that be in their backyards. So uh, to Brittany's point, it's got to be, it's got to look nice. It's got to be, you know, sort of well hidden. And it sure as mm-hmm. heck can't be that noisy. No question about that. Unfortunately, I've, that I've never taken it myself, so I don't know this to be true, but I heard there's a, a little pension for violence on our light rail system in Minnesota. They're working on it. Are they? They say they are. <laughs> what was that eye dance you just did? I don't know. It, it, they, they, they have, they're very aware that the public feel, uh, Metro Transit, they're very aware from everything I've read that the public feels intimidated and yeah. like... And that the violence numbers are up. Yes, they I know are. they're trying to get more um, people on the trains, trying to ride the trains and stop some of that stuff before it happens. Um, I, you know, I haven't ridden in a while, so I can't tell you where, you know, what it looks like on a day to day. I, I mean, I rode it for the Taylor Swift concert, and to tell you how excited, and I, I used to ride a, a public, do use public transit all the time when I lived in Bryn Mawr. To tell you how excited the people were for us on the yeah, train yep. to go to the Taylor Swift concert. They're like, are you going? I heard she's in town. Like all this stuff. People were so nice. So I hope, I hope there's a trend where, cause I always find that most people, if something weird happens, most people will stand up and help you. Um, but yeah, there are the one-offs when you jump on that you go, I'm going to avoid. Or sometimes I've just, uh, yep. in the past, this is very rare. It only happened to me one time where I got on the bus, and then the next stop, I was like, I'm getting off. Really? Um, yeah, but that only happened one time. What was going on? There's just a guy that I feel like was a little bit, was drinking, and it was just talking to me a little bit too much. Where I was oh, like, just you? Yeah. I didn't Wasn't yelling at everybody? No. I felt like, and so I had that moment where I was like, I waited till the bus was about to leave again for the next stop, and I just jumped off quick. And it was more like my thing where I was like, I just don't want this no, you right don't now. Need that. You um, don't need that. But that's only happened one time. Otherwise, I've had personally, I've had great experience on the transit. So, well, I mean, I just told you the story last week about the fact that I went over to to, to Hubbard, and I get off on University Avenue off of you know or the two eighty exit or whatever the hell that yeah. is over there, and I take a left to go back to Hubbard, which is about three four blocks something like that. Yeah, about two blocks east of uh, the Hubbard building. There's a guy standing in the middle of the street screaming F you at people and giving everybody who went by the finger. Standing right in the middle of the street. Now, I got to believe back in the old days when the police actually could do their job, they'd come and go, sir, why don't you let us give you a ride? What do you say? I mean, the guy was just screaming at the top of his lungs. He had this vicious look on his face. And I rolled the window down to see if I could calm him down, but he just wouldn't come anywhere near me. Uh, that, I'll tell you what, University Avenue is a crossroads of people. It there is, is now, yeah. There mm-hmm. is never a lack of activity <laughs> on I that stretch to... of... Yeah. I used to live right over there oh, in the you? apartment building by uh, when Porky's existed. Oh, I love Porky's. And yeah, you get... 
there's just a lot of people. Like, there's just a lot of people <laughs> that live in that area, so you're going to get some some interesting interactions. Yeah, this guy that Tom saw was an intern at my talk, though. So he <laughs> Probably was, just, was yeah. yeah. Hey, so. where talk is fun. <laughs> where yeah, talk is. is fun and F.U. is fun talk. He's like, I can't handle another story about... What? what, Chris? <laughs> You're coming for my livelihood now. Okay. Tell us about another train derailment, sir. <laughs> She's going after you, well, man. This is how this is how out of it I am. I said Benifer, and I don't think that's been a thing for like quite some while, right? Well, it is again though, isn't it? No. Uh, no, because it's it's Aflac, Aflac, it's Aflac, <laughs> yes, it's Aflac and J Lo again now, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that's Jennifer Lope. It's Ben Benifer, isn't it? Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. Benifer two point That's what we call it. Oh, okay. oh that, so that's, that's what we a, call mm-hmm. it. Though. Yeah, so that reference was not dated. No, and then you said it nope. wasn't, so I got nervous for you. But you're just one point nope. behind. You're, you have the old iPhone. You oh, just need the. Yeah, well, that's this is very typical. Chris. Typical. We just got an invitation from Benefer to come and stay at their house with the 25 bedrooms and bathrooms. I'd, I'd go. I'd try that. I'd see what's up. 25 bedroom house. That's a big I house. I use every man. one of those bathrooms. <laughs> just walking along. I have to pee again. <laughs> I understand that completely. There's no question about it. So any other big items in the news we should know about? Uh, the big Powerball, obviously, is a huge oh, thing. Oh, yeah. it's, it, it's going to roll over to be over a billion dollars. Today? Uh, it'll the, the next drawing will be tomorrow, I believe. Oh, tomorrow, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the Mega Millions is tonight. And what's that one at? 600 and, it's at a measly $640 million. So I have a question for all three of you. Am I stupid because I don't play those games? No, I feel like no. it's just a game for dumb people. That just you have you are not putting your like no you no. don't. There was a guy, and the reason why I bring this up is there was a guy who was displaced from Hurricane Katrina, and he was living in like a shelter. Him and his wife were living in a shelter, and he won three million dollars on the lottery. And everybody's outlook on this oh. was their perception was. Well, look at that. Great things happen to good, to people who just good things happen to good people. I was like, that guy is a menace and his family should boot him out. Right. Because you have you don't have a pot to piss in, but you're playing the lottery? Yeah. Well, you were displaced by a by a hurricane and yet you decide to spend your money on on the state's way to get more money out of you? Like, what were you doing? And everyone's like, well, that's not the, it's supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to help him. I'm like, I bet if you find that guy in 3 years, he's going to be flat broke again. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Yes. And where yeah. is that? That was uh, he was out of uh, it was with Hurricane Katrina and I believe he was staying at uh, at a shelter in Ohio. Is where him in Ohio. Where where him and his wife ended up. Is I I could be wrong, but I thought that's where he ended up. And instead of you know working hard to get a house back or to like recoup recoup his losses, he's playing the lottery. Gross. I'm with you. That's yeah. That sad story for that one for me, Hurricane Katrina, is when I had to watch film of Fats Domino getting into a rowboat. Oh, sure. It's like, I love Fats Domino. Don't be drowning him. Let's go. This time I'm walking to New Orleans. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Good song. Magnificent song. So uh, we got that covered, uh, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, should I I not play the lottery? I don't. don't, I'm not a big gambler. Any finance, yeah, we've done, we do the story. I don't know how long have I been in news? 25 years. Every time there's a big lottery, you know, it's like, well, the uh, um, uh, financial experts say you'd be better off investing that $2 and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, yes. But to Rudy's point, 
I think it comes down to like if you've got the money to yeah, I got a couple extra bucks. I'm right. getting gas. Like, right. what the hell? What 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 can it hurt? But when you're taking your last, you know, your last yep. four dollars out of your account, or you're out, you know, begging for four bucks on the street to have to go and buy the lottery tickets, that is sad. And that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that, you know, my luckily for me, just the fact that I've never done it is the reason I'll never do it. Like, you know how you have that anxiety of like if you're gonna do say the wrong thing. Like if you've never bought a pack of cigarettes before and you're finally 18, you're like, how do you camel lights in a pack, please? You know, like the part of me that has the social anxiety of like, I'll say power. I like, can you pick the number? I'll take a power aid. I'll take a power to go, (laughs) please. Bye. I'm so sorry if I offended you. And I'd get back in my car immediately. So that's the barrier that will keep me from buying. Also, do you have to get all the numbers right on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You win the big one, yeah. But can you get smaller amounts to win? You win yeah. a smaller yeah. amount. All right, yeah. maybe I'll try then. Because I feel like if so you can get like two or three out of the numbers and you get like... No, I think it's more than that. Isn't it like four or five? You got to get all five numbers plus the Powerball okay. to win the, the Powerball. The big one. Yeah. But like, again, you can get like halvesies and get a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah I think there were three winners in, in the drawing, the last drawing, um, and they all won like a million bucks or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how you get by with that. I'm sure there's like a how-to I could watch like YouTube. Like, this is how you order a Powerball. You know, know, the whole gambling thing, I'm just having a big talk with my um, just graduated uh, young lad who's heading to college in a couple of weeks. And he and his buddies, well, one of his buddies apparently has been going to the casino quite a lot. (laughs) And uh, because they're 18. Yeah. And I was, he's like, blackjack's so easy. Like, I just won dollars yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, don't ever go back. It's never like, luck. If, if you can end up, I said, they don't, you see that casino that you're standing in? That's built on broken dreams. That's yeah. built on you uh, losing money. We might have um, to set up like a sting for him where we just rob him blind with like a game. Because he can't start his like 18 year old life with winning 20 bucks. Cause then you're like, Oh yeah, I got this. I think I set him straight on okay. it. And I was like, dude, you just can't go in with go to If you're going to go into the expectation of having fun, yeah. going to a fun place, hanging out. Yes. But if you're going there with the expectation, you're going to win. Don't start going down that road. Cause it's not a good road to be on. Yeah. There is a show on, uh, I don't know what channel it's on. It's on one of the streaming channels, but it's a show on the beginnings of Las Vegas. My God, is that fascinating to watch. I mean, they got it built, and it was all cowboys. Everybody, cowgirls and cowboys, is all that went to Las Vegas when it first started. I think there was like one casino there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Don't even remember what it was. But then all of a sudden, the mafia decided maybe we'll get in business out there. Right. And to watch that, I don't know if you'd call it a progression or a regression. It's one or the other, but... My God, the money they poured into Las Vegas. It's no wonder. They just killed it as far as the money is concerned. Pretty fascinating show. Give it a whirl. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. It is fascinating. And it's such a, I don't know, Las Vegas in itself is such an you know, what a weird place. I have a friend who's from Las Vegas. I didn't think anybody was actually from no. Las Vegas. No, it's like not possible. He's lying to yeah. you. I, I, and he's like born and raised and, and I feel like his family like goes, there's for sure mob ties somewhere. I don't know that for certain, but <laughs> he describes yeah. some of his relatives and I'm like, oh. 
Well, let me put it this way. Tell you how great it is to live in Vegas. Every single person I know that ever worked at WLUK didn't work there for very long. I don't think it's a great place to live. Like, Louis Anderson liked living there. I will tell you. He loved well, living in Vegas. The suburbs, I guess, are beautiful. Mark oh, yes. Wahlberg just yeah. moved out there. I mean, they're saying <laughs> yep. that you can get, yep. you, and the yep. taxes are reasonable and mm-hmm. all these things. So I think if you just step outside of actual yeah. Vegas yeah. proper, you can get a great place. But I always lose money in Vegas. But I have a hundred percent return on items, so I'm not a gambler, but I'm a really good shopper. Ask Alex the first time she walked in to see a show in Las Vegas. I think she was like nineteen or twenty, something like that. And we we're doing the morning show out there, so she might have been younger than that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they were doing some show with acrobats going over the top of your head. Yeah, yeah. And one guy flew over about two feet over her head, and he was just about stark naked. Yeah. We've oh. got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she went into the big one. It was hilarious. That's really funny. <laughs> We've got to go right now. I'm leaving right now. That's, oh, <laughs> you little Puritan, you. Puritan Alex, exactly. She's changed, though. She's quite jaded now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, Chris got to go, unfortunately. We held you a minute too long. Sorry about that. No worries. I'm good. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Chris. You too, pal. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Eggert, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Watch him every morning starting at 4.30, as a matter of fact. You can get that done. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Lots more stuff coming up. Of course, uh, top of the hour, Judd Zolgad will join us. Hear his take on how things are going with your... I see the Twins didn't win last night because they're playing a real team now. Yeah, no. That's rough. Yeah, know what I'm saying. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> Flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally, and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy, and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at 
at HubbardInteractive.com. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory. So do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tritune packages at doorbuster pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down, By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in package. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Probably should check the weather. Haven't checked that in a while. Partly to mostly sunny, a little warmer with a high of 83. A gorgeous day coming up today. Just beautiful weather. Yeah. Sunny and 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, isolated, uh, late thunder possible. No big deal, though. 63 for the low. Then Wednesday, very warm and muggy, partial sun. Uh, Partly sunny skies and scattered thunderstorms. An isolated severe storm is possible. In this case, uh, that's on Wednesday. That's tomorrow. 88 for the high then. Uh, And then, uh, interesting, on Thursday... They put down breezy and cooler. It's going to be 80. I don't they, know if I call that cool. They were talking about me. <clears throat> oh, that's your cool. They were describing me. I was breezy and cool. Oh, yeah. Here, it says right here, Brittany, who's breezy and cool. Yeah, both. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You're not 80. <laughs> that's silly. I think she is. I mean, I look good for 80, and I love a low expectation. It has jumped up to 67 now. It's 67 and sunny right now, but uh, should be an absolutely spectacular day. No question about it. Nice. Good start to the show. Jeff Leeson was on with us in the first hour, of course. Kristen Burt jumps on. Chris Eggert. We got uh, Judd Zulged coming up at the top of the hour. A lot of, a lot of good people on the show. I got to shout this out because people keep emailing nope, me about it. it. Nope. You were mentioning Kyle. Kyle? Kyle? Oh, yeah. You and do. you were thinking of... Kyle. Yeah, you were thinking yeah. of Gomer Pyle. I was. Yeah, and we had a, a few emails on that, so just to, to stop that. No, yeah. you, so to stop saying it was Kyle, yeah, it was because it was Sergeant Carter. Yes. Every time the Gomer Pyle do something wrong, he'd go... Pile. Yes, exactly. What was that guy's name again? The sergeant, Sergeant Carter, on the show. But like what was who, his real name? Who played him? Yeah, really, Check. really good guy. Actually, I loved him on that show. As a matter of fact, quite a talented young man. Frank Sutton. Frank Sutton is that it? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Oh no wait, question. Gomer Pyle is the role that kept. Oh, that's go. That's Gomer Pyle. No. Oh no, it's not. No, Frank Sutton is Sergeant Carter. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I read that wrong. Well, I shouldn't say definitely, but I'm 99% sure that is uh, exactly what it is. No question about it. We already talked about the hottest Jeopardy uh, player of all time, and OnlyFans are hitting on her, and she goes, leave me alone. So that was good to hear. She said, no, thank you. Sort of through that. By the way, I, I do you guys know how, uh, Morse code? No. I know what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you don't know how to, how to decipher it and all that? No. Well, the reason I'm asking is because I just ran down the hall to, you know, pee a little bit. Yeah, take care of some business. <clears throat> I don't know who was in the stall, but uh, they were sending a message to someone. Because honest to God, the whole five minutes I was in there, was like. <laughs> so mature. You are so mature. I was like, what? What? Why don't you just let it all out? Because it's you. When somebody comes in, you want to stop. 
You, you bind it, bind up a little bit. You want to just stop. You want everything to not be happening. Well, everybody poops. Oh, Jesus, sorry. See, there you go, right there. <laughs> everybody does it. Why would you be embarrassed by that thing? I, because you just don't. I don't want to do it in front of other people. Why Thank not? You. I I just don't. Okay. What? Thank do you. a morning show? I mean, I obviously. Thank you very much. Great. I obviously my. <clears throat> The way I'm performing would convey that, no, I don't want to. Oh, God, here we go. <clears throat> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but today is one of those days I just cannot clear my throat. I, fine. This, this thing has got, I've had it for like 17 days now. Enough. Yeah. Every generation has nostalgia that the newer generations are totally missing out on, like how boomers would walk 10 miles to school and two feet of snow barefoot uphill both ways. That was before boomers. That was our parents. That was what they'd always say to you? That was the greatest generation. When I walked to school 10 miles. Are you technically a boomer? Yeah. Oh. Oh, absolutely. And then the, the greatest generation, cause they, I think they took that from Tom Brokaw, but it is true. you got to give them the tip of the cap for greatest generation because they saved the world from the Nazis. So that was good. I have done nothing to that sort, so yeah, I guess you, we'll give it to them. You let the Nazis come just... Trample all over us. Exactly. It's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, there's a thread on social media where millennials and Gen X are talking about. Now, what, what would you, okay, first of all, Rudy, what, what, what are you? I am right, like <clears throat> literally on the cusp of Gen X and millennial. Well, you are. I'm right there, yeah. I'm, so, like, I'm just a couple months away from it. What is Gen X now? What, what's that? So Gen X was, I believe, like 70, 75 in past, you've been born in 1975 or older. Oh, okay. Yeah, millennial is, I believe, 1980. Oh, I could be wrong. So on those 75 dates. to 80, and then yeah. 80 from then. I, on. And it's, it's not specific either. So, like a oh, rough okay. estimate, it's sometimes kind of where you sit better because, like, yeah, like oh, okay. there's tendencies that Rudy's have where I go, "You're pure millennial," but then there's a part of me that goes, "No, you're feeling more Gen Z today." Gen Z, I mean Gen, Gen X. X. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always say like I'm half millennial, half Gen X, and people go, "When's the cutoff?" And I'm like, "I don't know. My millennial is too lazy to look it up." There you yeah. go. I mean, and and you can find you anything that would. You can Google it. It's 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 all over the board, but they say like around 1980 is the cutoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, what are my tendencies that make me a millennial in your eyes? There's times where you go uh, something is like, well, first off, you're pretty good with computers, uh -huh. and that's impressive, oh. and, and you're accepting of new technology. That's very millennial. Sometimes you're very rational about things in a like a up. Like a, a pragmatic way that feels very millennial. Oh, okay. Millennials are pragmatic. I think so. I think we get a bad oh, rap go. for being like selfish. I knew she was gonna say, "Well, we." <laughs> I'm a millennial. <laughs> I know through. you are. And like, if I don't want to do, if I want to quit a job, I'll quit a job. You I'm, know, everybody should do that. I'm selfish in a way that's like you kind of feel forced to be because otherwise you're you're like, who am I doing this for? Now, I'm glad I asked that question because there's a thread on social media where millennials and Gen X are talking about the things from their childhood that Gen Z never got to experience, and now Gen Z is the one after you guys. Correct, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, and that would be, what, from like 85, 90 on, something like that? Yeah, yeah, they say the cut-up's around 96-ish. So 96, yeah. okay. Uh, so here they're, they're, uh, they, they, I guess they're talking about things from their childhood that Gen Z never got to experience. A few highlights, not having all your screw-ups forever uploaded to the Internet – yeah, that would, that was nice, actually. I like that part of it. Well, you got to, like, if you wanted to dance in public or be silly, you could, and you knew yeah. you weren't going to be on the Internet the next right, day. Right, right. Parents that let their kids run free, well, we can't do that anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. 
musical involvement, Spotify has made everything so available that it's destroyed a sense of connection. When you were only buying a new uh, few CDs every year, you got to uh, know those albums inside and out. I think that's a very good point. That is to make. true. You, you really miss out on that one deep cut on that album yeah. that was yep. yeah. it was your song that nobody else knew because yep. they just knew all the they just knew the one or two hits from the album but there was something about that song that was your song well yeah if you I brought one CD somewhere you end up listening to the whole thing like I remember Tragic Kingdom for No Doubt I listened to that thing through and through um, I, I love that I also miss going to things to buy a CD you know what I mean like there'd be big events when a yeah. CD you really want and you'd yep. meet other people in line and that was super exciting mm -hmm. there you have it oh I love this similarly checking the TV guide I would never Jesus. Oh. how long has it been since the TV guide's been around I remember they used to write up a little synopsis on every Simpsons episode yes, too indeed. and I just always found myself reading that and the, like, the, the cheap paper it would be in and everything guy who owned the TV guide who was his best friend no idea Ronald Reagan Wow. They always used to talk about the TV guide during the Reagan administration because his best buddy owned it. I can't remember his name. It was like Waxenberg or something like that. And we, even just in the normal paper, every night there was a schedule of what was on yep. TV that night. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Getting excited about a show or a movie that would uh, be on in a week. Uh, having everything on demand that ruins that. I don't know that it ruins it. It makes it better, don't you think? Well, they still some shows still do the you have to wait a week. I mean, oh, I would do? say okay. the one that does it still the best is HBO Max, or a.k.a. Max now. But they have shows that people really want to watch Sunday night still. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> I can see that. Mm -hmm. Just got a few of them left because we got Judd coming up in just about a minute or two. Uh, the excitement of getting back developed film. Yeah, I never was excited about that. I was not. I've never been a big camera guy. I, I remember that and how exciting it would be. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what this is. AOL Instant Messenger. What the hell oh, is that? Aim was usually the, it was the uh, free version, and you'd have you'd pick out your screen name like. Bad girl, 42. Oh, God. And are like, girl spelled all crazy yeah. because that was taken. And you'd see your friends all signed in, and there's that one guy you have a crush on, and randomly you'd be like, hey, what are you up to? And then you'd hear the slamming door because you'd leave. <laughs> you would quickly get oh, off Oh, well. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, parents not having HD security cameras. Well, you need security cameras now, not for your kids, but for everybody else. Yeah, but think about, I used to sneak out all the time, and now you could never if you've got the door oh, God, ring no. cam and all no. the things. This is the one yeah, that, that I, I do kind of miss, i got to be honest with you, because Blockbuster, browsing the video rental store. Oh. I did love doing yeah. it, especially with Andy and Alex. Did they fight about it, or did you guys just buy two videos? He's got two videos. Yeah, we would know. fight mm -hmm. tooth and nail. We'd have to like each bring our thing, and then like do like a almost PowerPoint without the PowerPoint presentation of why yeah. this is the movie to pick. Yep. Did you guys usually you and your did you and Jen have to figure out together or? Yeah, because well, there was never going to be enough money to get two I rentals. Know. What? It was sure, Heaven sure. forbid. But yeah, yeah if we used to pick like once a week. The family would go, and it kind of rotated who got to pick the movie. And uh, the first time I got a chance to pick the movie, I picked Kevin Smith's Clerks. 
And we got six minutes in, and both my mom and stepdad stood up out of the living room and said, "We've had enough." And then <laughs> That's I a good and, movie. Then, and then I watched that movie like eleven times before we brought it back the next day, and I was never allowed to pick the movies ever again. Oh, that was a great so movie, isn't funny. it? Though I know it's great. I have a signed poster in my, my it hangs in my bar in my basement, and I love it. It's my prized possession. And my parents were like, "This is <laughs> flaming garbage." I just. I would always try to present a video game and be like, we can play all together. They're like, Brittany, put it, never, we're never going to choose that. Mm -hmm. And then I remember as a family one time, we picked how Stella got her groove back. Oh, God. And I remember sitting here being like, and my mom was like, Brittany, get out of the room. And I was like, I will show Ooh. myself out yeah. because it was oh. like hot and heavy. Get out. Brittany, you're out of here. Just two more quick ones. Real actual boredom. You were forced to be creative, learning instruments, drawing and painting, and writing terrible teenage poetry. Yeah, because the world's not very boring anymore. That's true. No. And finally, not being connected to everyone on social media, for better and worse, and being able to disconnect in general. Yeah. Well, you can do that anyway. I'm not on social media. It's harder now. Even though it says that I am on social media, I'm not. But even just having a phone makes you more connected. Like, you used to yeah. just be able to get in your car, live your life, and then deal with messages when I come to work. But now it's like, we need you now. We need you well, now. Like, oh, my God. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.